Hey, what's up? I'm D-Stars with the D-Stars Show, man. We got a good one for you coming up next, man. Stay, keep it locked in right here on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast. But check out this next show of the D-Stars Show. What's up, what's up, man? It's another episode of the D-Stars Show. Hey, man, what's up, Jordan? What's going on, man? Hey, man, yesterday, man, it got kind of crazy, didn't it, man? Hey, you know what, man? I ain't going to lie to you. I think honestly, yesterday was one of our more calm shows. I ain't even cap to you. Yep. Yeah, it did get a little hectic, but I think that's because it was a lot of talking over each other. But I, for for myself, me personally, I know I was more calm on that show than I've been on on many other shows. And I, I think, man, hey, but it, it's funny though. At the end, all of us came together and realized, hey, look. We're all saying the same thing, but it, it goes to say how you've been saying all the time. It's kind of how people um take things. If I seen your text and it's crazy, it's all depending on how you read it and take it. You know what I'm saying? On the reaction piece. And- yeah, hundred percent, man. It is when when Kenyatta and uh Kiva was talking about, well, you know, this how I feel, this how I perceive it, this how I'm taking it. But I mean that's that's just how you taking it personally, you know what I'm saying? You can't right. you can't let something that you read or something that you hear offend you, you know what I'm saying? It's not everybody else's responsibility to tiptoe around your feelings. That that's just my thing. Right, right, that, right. That's just my thing. You know, it, it, either either figure out a way to deal with people, you know, talking to you how you know they need to talk to you to convey their point, or just don't talk to people. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, man, but hey, I'm saying I like how everybody broke it down, and and at the end, everybody kind of understood what was going on. Because really, I promise you, man, um, I, I talk about my situations on the show all the time, man, and, and Keon kind of like called me out on the show. It kind of like hit home a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, how can you tell somebody that, hey, you know, you're going to call me? No, that ain't going down like that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we have talked about this several times, Jordan, um, off air, you know, the situation I had going on and that topic kind of like kind of kind of like hit home, you know what I'm saying? Different little different situation, but it was kind of like in the same area though. But uh, I kind of like how the team broke it down and um you one hundred percent right. I'm saying you and um you and the girls, y'all one hundred percent right on that one. Man. Hey you, you know what when I when I thought about it and I wanted to ask this during the show but we kind of we kind of ran up on our time yesterday uh Realistically, D, you know, stepchild, and you taking care hundred percent of everything for that stepchild. Wouldn't you want to be notified as to where your stepchild is going, even if they're going with a biological parent? Would you want to be notified, especially if that child is living under your roof? I would, I would, but um, and, it's, and like you say, it's all about how the content was said. Um, I want to be notified, but to say, hey, look, this guy got to call me X Y Z. No, but um, I, I see it was taken out of content. You know what I'm saying? And I see where everybody's coming from. If I do have, if I had a stepchild and I was taking care of that child in my household, at the end of the day, as a man and running a household, you're all responsible for making sure everybody's good in that house. You got a dog. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get everybody's point. And um, you actually made my situation. Um, I, it shone a little light on my situation. So, um, hey, great, great, great show yesterday. Cool, cool, cool. So we got an even um uh even better show planned for today. We interviewing an artist, uh local to Cincinnati, Ohio. 
um, Cleveland Dodds. And I'm, I'm going to let him introduce more about himself. I had a conversation with him before the show. Um, it, it was maybe about 20, 30-minute conversation. Very intellectual, very insightful conversation. So I'm very interested to hear uh, some of the questions he has for our interview. So I think this is going to be a great show. Uh, you know, without further hesitation, let's go ahead and get it started. If you would, please, Mr. Dodds, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, all right, all right. I am Mr. Cleveland Dodds Jr. Uh, my artist name is Wine Nine, and um, I'm just a person who is. I'm a caring individual. I'm a kind individual. It's not to be taken for granted, but you know, I'm a person who really has a natural knack for community, a natural knack for connecting with people, communication, and um, you know, communication extends so much farther beyond words, but I am a master communicationist. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a father of two beautiful children, a son and a daughter. Um, I'm a family-oriented guy. I love beauty. I love balance. I love peace. Uh, I love music. I love life. I love living. You know, I've had some struggles and some challenges through life. I'm a very appreciative person. It's caused me to appreciate life even more. You know, I give a lot of honor praise respect and due to my mother she's been my my angel throughout my life and throughout my uh, journey we actually carry the same birthday i took her birthday from her but you know uh, she means everything to me uh in my city i'm i'm well known i say more people know me than i know them because of my career what i've done is music so i've been in front of more people than i'm aware of but uh i'm known as as a guy who is just know and know a lot of people but i have i carry what i call good energy and i like to share that with people and i like to stay on that side of course because you know a lot of people you know this uh most time you carry good energy the other side is just 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 as much as wreck reckless so but that's pretty much myself in a nutshell i'm a music lover i'm a ceo of two companies i'm the owner of music maniac records llc and i'm mm -hmm. also the owner of a uh, Hashtag Cleveland Strong Diamond, which is my nonprofit, and the Music uh, Maniac is a record label, and um, my my nonprofit, it, my hashtag Cleveland Strong Diamond is a nonprofit that surrounds itself about health, wellness, uh, mental health, physical health, and is also wealth because our health is our wealth. It is what's up, man. I know you you normally can say you from the five one three, but if you haven't noticed, man, the five one three is going to turn into the two eight three. I got a notification yesterday, man, for on um, my cell phone. Hey, look, your um area code is about to change. Oh man, you 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 teaching me something? I, ain't, I <laughs> this is the yeah. first time, man. I didn't even know that. It's crazy, man. Um, I I went through this a couple times. I went through this when I was younger. Um, the southern part of Georgia split up between two um different area codes, and it looked like um Ohio is doing the same thing now. Um, uh, five one the five one three is going to turn into the two eight three. So those that represent the five one three, you're gonna be transitioning over to the two eight three. I mean, I guess I'm too old school, man. I'm gonna always be five one three, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but wow, that's some cool information. I I had no clue. This is that's groundbreaking for me. Man, I thought it was a joke at first, bro. I thought it was a joke. I was like, man, come on, this can't be real. Nah, I mean, maybe Cincinnati growing. Maybe we getting bigger or something. I don't know. <laughs> So, Cleve, um, real quick, let the listeners know where they can find your music at real quick, just in case they listen they want to look you up during the show. 
Oh, great, great. You can find my music on every platform, man. All streaming platforms is available. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Muse, uh, any of them that I'm not aware of. You can even download my, uh, you know, post stories and post on, uh, from TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. It's on all social media platforms. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in the air, man. So you can find my music everywhere under Wine 9. That's my artist page. I love you. You come follow me, support me, check out my music. I've actually got two singles that's out right now. I have another single that's out too, but I'm really pushing these two. And I'm getting ready to drop a couple more projects uh, coming up this spring. I'll be dropping more actual albums. So that's where you can find me at. You can find me everywhere. Wine 9, no spaces. W-I-N-E, the number nine. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Appreciate that. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on before we get into some of the interview questions, um, you stated that you uh, are promoting health and um, promoting fitness and things like that. Talk about that a little bit, because not too often do you hear um, artists, especially mainstream artists, um, speak about uh, the health factor of, you know, of being an artist versus, you know, just sticking strictly to the music things like that so that's interesting to me that you're promoting health throughout your community as well for sure man as i stated your your health is your wealth i went i was actually blessed to go through cancer man and my life was pretty much stripped from me and i realized that you know no matter what you got going on with your life successful or unsuccessful without your health you you have no access to any wealth you know what i'm saying you can't you can't do anything. You don't even have your mind when you're not healthy. So it, it's a, that that's at the ground of everything. That's your grounding is your health. And to be healthy mentally first, you know, because if you're healthy mentally, your body will follow your mind. Your, your, your body is just a sculpt of your mind. So, you know, and to me, to practice good, healthy mindset is really just to surround yourself around people who you consider who think healthily when it rather comes to the way you eat the way you think the way you move uh your, the way you intake everything your intake is going to determine your output you understand so uh you can't do anything in life without good health imagine yourself with a with a uh with, with a, de, a, a demising illness like you know my cancer had got me to the point where i couldn't even use my hands so I wasn't able to play the piano. I wasn't even able to like write on pieces of paper. I was definitely wasn't able to carry anything where I went from, you know, being at my biggest, I was 360 pounds. Then I got on a health journey. I started power walking five miles a day, started cutting down on my eating. And um, I got back in the weight room because I used to play football and I've always was a big guy. Then I got down to like 250, but I looked like I was a weight championship weightlifter, man. And I was getting ready to open the gym. And I, I mean, I was so sculpted and huge. I could, I could throw up like 500 pounds, man. I was, I was repping like, I get down under 135 and do it like 30 times so easily. Then I got sick, and I went down to 150 at my smallest. So, I'm saying like I couldn't do anything without my health. And now that I have my health, I have my mindset, and I have everything that I need to be able to move forward. So, what good of a, a artist are you if you're not healthy? You sick? I mean, what, what what can you do? You can't do anything. Yeah, you you. I just want to commend you on that because not a lot of people would take the 
the steps to make a change to live a healthier, a better lifestyle. One of the follow-up questions I wanted to ask you is some of the, the steps that you took uh, to change some of those unhealthy habits that you had, but you explained those earlier. So um, yeah, definitely kudos to you, man. I, I talk about that on the podcast a lot. Um, and Dia tell you, man, I didn't been in several arguments about BMI, eating healthy, losing weight, this, that, and the third. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I go there with people. So I, I definitely go there with people commend you on on promoting that message I, I think throughout our community there's not enough of that in a healthy living and especially not that healthy mindset so yeah we, we need more people uh to step up to the plate yeah man i took yeah, it, man, for, I granted. Took it for granted and i think I, most of us do i took it for granted that i would just be able to breathe and i'll be able to just do what i wanted to do but you know as i said i was blessed to have everything stripped from me and, and the type of person i am I learned from the ground up. You know, I figure, you know, one of the things I've developed and learned throughout my journey is that when you down, there's nowhere else to go but up. And when you up, there's nowhere else to go but down. So you want to find a balance in life. That's the key to being healthy is a balance. It's like I use the percentage rule, right? And I learned this throughout my journey. You don't have to eat 100% healthy. And you could actually, because eating is actually your intake. It's what you watch. It's what you listen to. It's what you use with all your five senses. It's uh, eating is comprised of everything you take in as a being. So you don't have to be 100% healthy as far as your conversation, as far as the music you listen to, as far as the stuff you watch on TV, as far as what you eat. But you have to use a rule, I would say, of 75, 25, or 70, 30. You got to be at least 70% healthy and 30% you leave yourself room for the unhealthy stuff to enjoy it in life. But if you go 70% unhealthy, and 30% healthy, see, the, the numbers outweigh itself. So either way you go, that 30% doesn't compare to the 70%. So I, even with music, I say, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a person who comes from a conscious background. I come from church, right? So I come from a place I was very religious when I was young. So I definitely didn't believe in listening to music that, that was, like, you know, hip-hop and all of that type of stuff. Uh, at a certain point in my life. But as I became a man, I realized, like, it's okay to get ratchet. You know what I'm saying? But I can't let ratchet define my whole living. It's okay to listen to ratchet music and turn up. My whole living has to be defined by the 70-30% rule. There it is. All right. So uh, let, let's get into it, man. I'm really interested to hear some of these questions you have. Um it's not some of the questions, some of the answers you have to the questions we pose you. So I like to get it started just by getting the background and um, kind of a history of what want to become an artist or a rapper. I know we spoke earlier and I won't, you know, I won't spoil it for the listeners, but I know that that really wasn't what you were doing. So what inspired you to get to the point that you're at now? Well, just to give you background, I grew up in church and I was always involved in music. I always, I think like the most of us, I've always enjoyed music, but music was not always my favorite thing as a child. Art was my favorite thing. I didn't want to be a musician. I actually wanted to make it to the NFL. That's what I wanted to do. I went to college. Football didn't work out for me. Um, So I started after uh, I was in college for like two and a half years and I had to come home. I went through the typical depression living on my mom's couch, sleeping on my mom's couch. Didn't know what I was going to do. I started hanging around some musicians. And these musicians weren't like the best musicians, but they were a lot better than I was. And I really wasn't a musician. So eventually I had 
uh, I'm 42 years old right now. So by the time I was like 25, I started getting into jazz and I, I started loving jazz music. So I started playing jazz piano and I took a two year binge and I actually practiced the uh, 10,000 hours of mastery without even knowing it. And in t two years, I completed beyond 10,000 hours of mastery, didn't know anything about that rule. And in two years, I went from not knowing how to play piano really for real to save my life to being a master at it. And I went around my whole town and I started gigging. I started making great money playing jazz piano. So then, um, of course, I, I delved into like doing neo soul and R&B. I really wasn't into too much trap and all of that kind of stuff. I like hip hop to a point, conscious hip hop. And I was known for having bands eventually. So in 2012, I decided to start my company, Music Maniac LLC. And uh, I was known for going around having bands, more of like the producer, the guy who was more than scenes guy who was like the Wizard of Oz, the wizard, you know what I mean? But the uh, Phantom of the Opera, I was putting the functions together, like artist developer, like the guy who would put the brain, I was the, the operation. And I would have singers and stuff like that, leader of the band. Then I got so sick where I couldn't play piano no more. Literally my cancer was split, split my hands apart. And I had to go around wearing gloves and people remind me of that to this day. But I started, I always liked producing. I always, I had a little bit of equipment, but not much. So I, it was easier for me to hit them pads, them drum pads than it was for me to play piano. So I started naturally getting into producing and I started teaching elementary school. I was an elementary school teacher in 2017. And I started in 2015. And so I had to find a way to connect with the youth. And I felt like, like how good is it for me to get them to come to my way? And I'm not, I'm not willing to come to them. So I started getting into the music, the modern music. And I started finding a way to appreciate the modern music and really just to connect with the young children. I felt like, yeah, it's cool if I come and I teach them arithmetic, but why can't I turn up? Why can't I know what they're listening to, what's driving them, because they bring their home to the school front to me. And I was more of a father figure. So I started getting into producing and I became more lyrical because the cancer it started uh, debilitating my body. And I started becoming more of a lyricist. So I started singing and I started rapping and I started producing and I started singing. I started rapping, I produced, singing, rapping, produce. And I did it so much and it became so important to me that my actual pain and suffering started coming through my art. And so once I started developing that, I figured this is the way I want to go in my life. I don't just want to be a musician. I don't want to just be a person who who uh, performs music. I want to be a person who stays current and connects with the people through the music. So that was my inspiration to becoming an artist was that I have to have a message. I have to be able to connect with the people. And like, say, even if I'm making a trap song about just turning up, being foolish, my message is not necessarily the words. My message is you can hear me turning up through the music, but if you watch my life, I'm polished. I got myself under control. I'm responsible, which means able to respond. Responsible. Able. Huh? Responsibility, the ability to respond. So the message is like, oh yeah, we can turn up to this music without living this stuff. So I, I, that's what inspired me to become an artist. Was like, I have to be able to connect currently, always, without sacrificing myself. So what age group do you actually um like um 
actually attract more, you know what I'm saying, based on with your music? My music, pretty much, honestly, man, I've tested my music on my children. My, my son will be uh, 14 in, in a couple weeks. My daughter's 12, and my, I got a couple of nieces, and they're around the same age. I've te- they, they enjoy my music. They say it's saucy. So uh, youth, all the way up until, I would say, like people in their early 50s, depending on if those older people, if they're really into the modern wave. But anywhere in that age range, I would say from like probably 20s to 50. But there are youth that enjoy my music. They enjoy the beat. They enjoy the, the vibe of the music. If, if you had to go um, to a group, R&B, hip-hop, um, rock, um, what, what do you describe yourself? I, resp- I really describe myself as uh, indescribable because I can do all of that. But the music that I've been focused on putting out and promoting will be more hip-hop, trap, even R&B, neo-soul, soulful music. I really just like to call it, you know, black music for real, soul music, right? Because it's all got a groove to it. It's all got a groove. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, um, do you have any upcoming um performances coming up in the city or anywhere? Uh, I'm possibly planning a show at Kickbacks that may happen on April seventh. Me and the owner DB are going back and forth right now, possibly planning it. And this will be a concert with me, uh, possibly a couple openers or another, you know, a couple uh people on the show with me. But this will be a show presenting my rap music, man. So more so. And it'll be a, a show that's like a, a fundraiser as well. And it's not like a stigma of people have to come. There's no cover charge. It won't be like you have to come and give money. You can come and just enjoy the show. But it's basically supporting me coming out of, I just had a transplant in uh, September 14th of 2022. So I'm still getting myself back on my ground. So uh, on my feet. And one way that I can support myself is perform music and get paid. So I'm open to people to come donate money to support, help me get back on my feet and begin to like even start getting my nonprofit off the ground. But that's a show that I possibly have coming up. I don't have that set solid yet, but that is a show, the most uh, current thing I got possibly coming up. That's hey, what's up? That was up, man. Um, that was, um, hey, let my listeners know, man, because um, on this show, we do talk about health, man. Um, Like Joe was telling you before, to be on my chart, we have had shows about... um. Hey, what you should be able to get me on my chart. This I know you expressed a little bit on how you came back from counseling and everything. I know me and you talked when I first um we introduced you. Uh, I introduced you myself in the show and everything. But um, tell our listeners, man, what you did big. I, I know me and you talked about, man, but I want my listeners to hear some of the things you told me about, like faith, man, and um having yourself come back, man, and believing. Okay, beautiful, man. I, I love that part, man, because the music is important, but that's just a part of what, what you just asked about. To me, my advice to people would be you have to have a determination in yourself where you don't see the word no. Mm-hmm. Now, another major key is to understand that it's okay to feel like giving up. Give yourself that pass, but you don't have to give up. And a lot of times people give up due to resistance. Like you have to, you have to surrender to the moment. And I went through so many torturous moments that I had to, I guess, humble myself, humble myself and surrender and say, this moment is what it is. It's not what I like. I don't 
feel like going through this, but guess what? I'm not going to give up. It's almost like shaking up a three liter of pop, putting it in the freezer, open it up two days later and expecting it not to explode. So oftentimes as we go through struggles, because cancer is one struggle, but we all have struggles. That's going to be the title of one of my upcoming albums, Success Through the Struggle. And we actually get coached and we get advised by so many people around us to uh, be positive and not want to give up. And I'm, I'm a fan of not just positivity or negativity, but balance. That's one of my favorite words because they both are realistic. There's, this is not a world that's full of only positivity or full of only negativity, but everything is already balanced. And if you can get in that balance, you can make it through to the next moment. So your faith has to be in your mindset, but then you have to walk it out and carry it out. They're like, yes, times do get tough. Times do get hard. I do not like what I'm going through, but guess what? I'm gonna allow myself to feel every ounce of whatever this thing that I'm going through is trying to teach me because we only learn through our lessons. A lesson and learning is pretty much the same word. Right. And as we grow up, we learn, we, we didn't learn from our parents when our parents rewarded us. We learned when they told us what not to do, when we got whoopings. We learned from when they disciplined us. That's how we know as adults what not to do. Right. So to me, that's what faith is. Faith is having the ability to endure even when you don't want to. Yeah, because I love when you said, man, hey, look, I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer, man. You know what I'm saying? Your energy, man, is just like, man, I can only imagine that just the conversation that me and you had, your music, man, I know it puts a lot on people. Um, I didn't have an opportunity to actually listen to any of your music. Um, Jordan um, was trying to send it to me, but I guess um, it didn't come through or whatever, man. But okay. just, just just to hear you speak, man, um, your energy, man, um, it's everything, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been going through some stuff, man. Um, I lost my grandmother back in September. Mm. And um, it, it's something that's still heavy on my heart today. You know what I'm saying? And it was sure. some health things. And um, and some of the things, man, you talked about, I, I never expressed to you and told you, man. But as I got the phone with you, man, you made me feel a whole lot better. You know what I'm saying? Um, wow. That's because, awesome, man, man, the things is, man, you know, doctors don't have the last say-so. They don't have, you know what I'm saying? But, mm. you know, um. You just made me change it. You made me feel different about the situation I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Um, and one of the things you did say when we was um, on the call together, you know what I'm saying? We all got a day, you know what I'm saying? Life, you know what I'm saying? We're not permissive, you know what I'm saying? But it's to the point, hey, look, are you going to fight for it? You know what I'm saying? And hey, look, this, this is not, this disease is not going to take me out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that a lot of people, when we get these diseases and stuff, um, when you find out you got it, it take you down. Because to be honest with you, man, it's just like mm. the average person that find out when they find out they have cancer, they would take them down. Mm. But all the while they didn't, all the while they didn't know they had it, they were fine. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and I think a lot of people in our community, man, they take health for granted. You know what I'm saying? Um, simple, simple, some simple as brushing your teeth, man. Mm -hmm. your, your mouth, man, holds so many germs and diseases and everything, man. And, that, and people don't even go to the dentist, you know what I'm saying, in our, mm -hmm. community, in, in our community, you know what I'm saying? And But they think it's okay, mm. which, is not, which is not okay, you know what I'm saying? People people don't even want to pay the extra health insurance, and I get it, you know what I'm saying? Okay, look, if I'm paying $60 in health insurance, okay, that's taking out my kid's mouth. But in the long run, as you get older, that $60 in health insurance is going to help you 
if you get sick. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's one is, man. So, but um, just speaking with you, man. Um, I I, just, I had a different attitude. You know what I'm saying about things, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was telling Jordan, I was like, Hey, Jordan, you gotta reach out to him. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, um, but man, your energy is just live, man. I can only imagine your music. Um, and and guys. I haven't got the chance to listen to some, but you know, once I do, we'll add it to the show and we um and let our listeners listen to it. Um, the dates that you you say you're gonna be at kickback here in Cincinnati. That's here and currently the which is five one three. Um, it's located in our Cincinnati area because we have um people people listen to our show all over the world, but um, but here in yeah. Cincinnati, he asked to be get, doing a show here soon, man. But hey, man, you're powerful, bro. And I can, I can only imagine, bro. I can only imagine. How the music sound. Man, I, I appreciate that, man. That that's really what I'm living my life for is to be able to. I came up with uh, something as I was fighting cancer, and mm. I said I want to have the ability to come into somebody's life and impact them, and just say something. They that that like when they walk away, when we leave each other's presence, they're changed. Like give you a different perspective, another way of looking at things. Like, I, that's my whole goal, to come into your presence and change your life, right? And so right. Like, give a witness to that, man, is a beautiful thing, man. I don't, like, there's not amount of money I can make, and I'm going to be very rich, that can really amount to the feeling to be able to go through what I've gone through, to be able to, supposed to have been dead, but to live past the expiration point and to know if I would have passed away, I wouldn't even been able to meet you and touch your life. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, and, and I think I, I think we're not even to cut you off, but I think now, man, with a lot of artists, um, artists, because a lot of kids listen to a lot of music, man, and um, and a lot of kids act on a lot of music. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh -huh, uh -huh. it's all depending on what the artists they like and they follow. They tend to act out the, by the music that they hear. So, yeah. but you putting out positive music. And talking about life, man, that helping the kids in our culture, you know what I'm saying? And right. I tell people a lot of time, man, um, we had a letter, um, somebody wrote in saying, hey, look, y'all always bashing black people and y'all always talking about black people. And our response back, man, hey, look, we are black and we actually get onto our community, you know what I'm saying? Because right. it's a lot of issues in our community that we have to address before we actually try to step outside and address anybody else's um, culture or anything. We got we to gotta address our culture. Facts. And, you know, I like that you point that out because the way I coach my children and even the children I taught, see, here's the reality of it. The reality of it is that we have to face reality. And as I stated, this is a pretty big deal when you look at the reality we live in. Nothing is all positive or all negative. So we are, like, as much as I, I had a daughter, beautiful daughter, man, 12 years old. I don't want her to face the things she's going to have to face, but that's not realistic. So my job is to coach her before she has to face these things. So what I do with my children, I don't keep my children away from the music is out there. Number one, they grew up in a household where that's around them and they may not be getting the trainer that will get them. So what I do, the way I see God work things out is like this, like, Instead of keeping my children away, because that's the way I come from. That's the way my parents were. Before them, they like to keep us from stuff. And then once we get exposed, we get exposed by other people and not taught how to deal with these things. So I teach my children how to listen to this music. 
it's, it's based off the premise I stated. Listen, you listen to this music, you have fun, but you don't live this music. This music is intended for having fun. It's just like if you want to go to sleep, you put on classical music or you put on something that's peaceful. That music is not intended for you to turn up. Right. But it, it don't mean that you're supposed to be sleeping your whole life because you'll never accomplish anything. So you have to let the music accompany your life and you don't allow your life to be driven. So right. I teach my children because they gonna be even if even if they household wasn't around that music, somebody gonna introduce it to them. They peers, the TV, the the radio, somewhere the store. So it's like it's not about keeping them from it. It's about teaching them how to deal with it. So I believe that my children really listen to me and they understand my son, fourteen, like I said, gonna be most pivotal point in life right now. Like I don't sell him. Don't listen to future. Don't listen, little baby. Don't listen to these people, little dirt. I say this is how you listen to little dirt. It's just it's just fun music. But that don't mean you're supposed to go out here and rob people and shoot people and kill people. I told my son, I say this right quick. I said to my son one day, he was having some little issues in school. And they weren't big. They were typical things I went through. Just identity crisis, like trying to fit in and all that. And I said, hey, son. I said, listen, say it's 10, 10 of y'all. You and nine of your friends, right? He said, yeah. I say, so y'all y'all all being cool, right? He said, yeah. I say, so tell me if nine of y'all jump off the bridge and you the one that didn't, you gonna jump off the bridge because it's cool? He said, nah. I said, okay, I think I, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, man, and that's, that's the problem there. And, and a lot of kids in our culture don't understand a lot of this music and stuff is for entertainment. Um, yeah. And, yeah and, and, and you know what I'm saying? And I, I, and I hate to say this, I may get some bike lash behind it, but even behind our music is somewhere as a white man saying, "Hey, look, oh man, put- come on, I'm with you." I'm with <laughs> yep. you. Hey, so, man, listen. Hey, in front well, of our music is the white man. Let me say, he in front of it. Man, listen, <laughs> and they only want to put out what sales. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Period. Period. Exactly. And and most of the time, it's sad to say, it is of detriment to our community. And it's it's certain things that we could do to you know help guide youth in the right direction. And that's not really topic of the show right now. So, you know, I definitely would love to have you back on about that conversation, but I got some some excellent ideas about how we can we can allow youth to listen to music while also mm-hmm. still letting them know that the reality is not behind. Man, I'm music. all on board. I'm all on board for that. And, that's uh, that's yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you cuz you, you got to understand that, that there's a difference between uh I heard somebody say there's a difference between Disney fairy tale and what um, people actually go through. And yeah, a lot of people yeah. can't distinguish because they're hoping, just like just like with anybody, they're hoping that they can fulfill that fairy tale. And what I like to give a lot of people an example of is this 30-some-odd NBA teams, I believe, right? Uh-huh. And then they got like 12 players a team, maybe 15 players a team. Everybody ain't going to make it. Yeah, everybody's like not gonna make it, you know what I'm saying? Like and that. even with football, everybody's not gonna make it, even mm. with being a rapper, being an artist, everybody's not gonna make it. I'm not saying that you won't, that anybody won't personally, but everybody won't make it. That's that's realistic. So hey Cleve, I don't wanna I don't wanna get off subject, but I do got a question that I, I like to um to ask the artist. So from your first show, your first show ever, whether it be, you know, um, a church show, whether it be your first paid show, what, whatever show it was, how have you made advancements or 
bettered yourself from your first show to your shows now? That that's what I I like to ask the artists that we have on. Great. I want to answer that. I want to real quick piggyback off what you just said a second ago because it is connected to the artistry. So I think what's going to be important for artists and young people is to, when you talk about the quote, make it, like you said, everybody's not going to make it. We have to redefine our idea of what it means to make it. You understand? Because success success is self-defined. So what it means to make it to you may not be what it means to make it to little baby. You understand what I'm saying? So if we could redefine that definition of what it means to make it, we'll find ourselves feeling the success more. So just because you don't become rich and famous doesn't mean you didn't make it. Maybe your identity is just to accomplish recording a song. But anyway, to your question too, because I wanted to say that, man, because that's important. But um, uh, what you were saying was basically from my beginning, my first show, how did I make advancements? Well, yeah. the, the one thing I did and I continue to do to this day is I listen to the people. And that's that's simple politics. Listen to the people. I listen to the people. And I always feel where they're coming from, not necessarily hearing what they say. Because some people are going to have criticism, and it may not be what you want to hear. So the words may not be what you want to hear, but you have to feel where they're coming from. And uh, my first show was at church. I, I did my first full concert when I was, uh, let's say, I was... 14 years old, going on 15. And I had an idea. I told my mom, I said, I want to put on a concert. And she told me, I have a beautiful mother, man. She said, you should do it and I'll help you. And I did it. I had a 40 voice choir. It was the choir ages ranged from like the ages of 14 all the way to 40 year old people. I had a band. I organized the whole thing from refreshments to I typed up all the lyrics. I taught the band, the music, everything. But from that point on, I always dealt with the feedback of the people. I always dealt with the feed with the feedback from the people. As me and you were talking about earlier, how I was giving you that example. Like I might hear something I don't want to hear, but I'm gonna be able to grow from it. So that allows me to advance because we're not in this world alone. We're not in this world alone. So most time, people are gonna be genuine and they feedback. And that's what I do to advance, man. I listen to the the people. Like and, and like we was talking about earlier, man. Like I, I I I focus on expanding my awareness and my knowledge on music. So I keep listening to what I feel like is great music. And then when I produce my music, it's like okay, up to what I've been listening to. Do I like that? Am I feeling that? Do that make me feel like what's on the radio feel? Okay, now let's test it on the people and let's hear what they gotta say. And I listen to it, and I find myself growing all the time. They might be like, you know what? This yo, it right there is just keep doing the same thing. When I hear your music, you keep doing the same thing. Add a little change up. And then I do it, right? And the next thing you know, my music growing. And that, that's that's really that's really um, interesting to hear. And that, that kind of leads into one of my other questions is, um, do you take suggestions from fans about the type of content you write or perform? So... From what I'm hearing, you say a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do. I will. I, this is what I say about me. I'm willing to do pretty much anything as long as it doesn't compromise who I am. If it's not anything that I don't want to do, I'm cool with it, man. You know, because I said, like I said, performing music and lifestyle is two different things. There are a lot of things that I choose not to really talk about when it comes to music. But I may, I may see, see. I'm telling a story 
that might be a different angle because when you say telling a story, it's just like if I'm telling you what happened earlier today or like the old folks say, telling a story, a storyteller is a lot, right? So therefore, like I got this song I'm writing right now and I tell this story in a song and you would believe that it's something that I actually been through and it, I didn't go through it. I'm just telling the story of the hood. And the person would be like, like I was telling my friend the other day on the phone. I'm sorry, say it again. No, what I what I was gonna say is, have you ever been in a predicament where um, uh, someone has proposed an idea to you that may have been against your uh, beliefs or, or your current uh, um, uh, base of of what you do like to perform? In a way, yes, I have. Like. I've been presented to like honestly, it is it, it's it's connected to music, but it's outside the music. You know, I've been presented to like get into some other ritualistic type of stuff dealing with the industry. And I, I chose like where I want to go. It ain't about my music, it's about my life. That's I don't want to go that direction with my life. Because I feel like it's more important to know what you don't want out of life and then focus on what you do want out of life. And then more importantly than what you want out of life, put it into life and watch life give it back to you. I promise. That's that's a really interesting take. And um, and I think a lot of the time, back to what we were saying before, a lot of the time artists more often than not tend to abandon their original beliefs for that dollar amount. And it's, it's nice to always speak to artists um, and hear of artists that stand ten toes down in what they believe in, and they won't conform to those, um, uh, I guess, uh-huh. th- those detrimental aspects of music and artistry that they normally tend to harm my community. That that's really interesting to hear. Appreciate that, man. And I don't judge other people for their decisions, but as you stated, your question was particularly about me and my decisions, right? Absolutely. So. It's like more important to just know who you are. It's more important to know who you are than to be worried about who other people are. I had a friend of mine the other day tell me that she loves that about me, that I know who I am. And I'm just, once again, this is music. I'm just listening to her and I believe her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to know who you are, what you want out of life, and be willing to put that into life before you look for life to give it back to you because it's all give and receive. Uh, 100%. Um, and like like I said, man, it's, it's just always interesting to talk to people who who stand firm in their beliefs. Not too many people do that nowadays. Um, and j- just personally, I I can relate. Uh, you probably haven't listened to many episodes of our show, uh, or if you have, then you'll hear me going back and forth with um some of the team members. And my my message is pretty consistent every time. Like, yo, this is what it is. This is what I believe mm-hmm. in, and you know. Yeah, there is some gray area, but ultimately, yo, th- this is what it is. This okay, is what you I got get. You. Uh, so that, that's you. great to hear that, that you're not budging on your beliefs to um, to just fit in. And, and that's just me personal. That's not everybody, man. I mean, I would yeah. in my ideal in my ideal world, I would love to see more people come to my way of thinking, but that's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say it's just important to know who you are and not. Here's here's a law. A law is given and shall be given to you, right? So if I want respect, I must give respect. If I want people to leave me alone in my day business and stay out of my business, I must stay out of other folks' business. Yeah. That, that, if I want if I want money, 
I must give it. I hear that. I I, de- I definitely hear that. It's it's a type of um a control that you have to have about what you want out of life and what you're willing to put in to get in. It. Bingo. That's 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 a message right there. Um. So, uh, another interesting question: What artists would you um? Consider yourself most like, or what artist do you look up to the most? You know, man, I look up to so many, but I love that question. I look up to Kanye. I look up to, uh, I look up to Lil Wayne. I look up to Andre Three Thousand. I look up to. Uh, I'm just naming people that come to my head. To be honest with you, I look up to Nero. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, I'm looking at his face. I can't call it, but uh, I look up to. Future, I love Future. I, I even appreciate Drake a lot. Uh, Stevie Wonder, I love. I love Ray Charles, man. I love Otis Redding. I love. Uh, I like the artist Her. I like uh, Herbie Hancock. I'm, I'm influenced heavily by jazz, man, because okay. in the jazz era they had a music is called bebop, and the reason why it's called bebop, or the reason why we call rap hip hop, is because it evolved from bebop. Mm-hmm. When they were standing around beatboxing and stuff like that, because it's all about the rhythm and that groove, as I said. So I'm I'm influenced, man, by uh, uh I actually like Roddy Rich. I love Roddy Rich. I love Chris Brown. I like uh now these people influence me, man. I, I study all these people. I even like uh I was saying something about now this artist is controversial, but it's not his content that I'm a fan of, but I'm a fan of a way that he knows how to tell stories. And that's um uh what's his name? He used to run with Lil Durk and I'm from Chicago. Uh he he got killed. Uh oh uh, King Von. King Von. I'm not all about his content. That's not what I'm saying. But his content is his content. He's a unbelievably ridiculously excellent t- storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. When you listen to his music. It's like you could paint the picture of everything. Yeah, on. you don't you know if you're telling it like you yep. don't know if it really happened or not for real. Like, yeah, exactly. But you can if you sit there and listen to it, you like, wow, I can really imagine this whole scene playing out. Versus right, like exactly. some artists, you you can be like, okay, yeah, he was trapping and this that whatever, shoot up the crib, whatever. But King Vonna break that down into detail by detail by detail. And keep you drawn in, right? Exactly. Which, which if you talk about King Vine, you got to talk about Slick Rick. Same thing. 100%. 100%. You're right about that. Yeah. And you got to talk about KRS-One. You know what I'm saying? You got to talk about all these guys. Busta Rhymes, I'm heavily influenced by. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, the conversation that we had earlier, um, I know you said that you, you were heavily influenced, heavily inspired by Kanye. And you said you... Um, were uh, closely relatable to Kanye. So tell me a little bit more about how he specifically is inspired your work. From what I'm hearing, you know, Kanye has won, I think, um, best gospel artist two years in a row or three years in a row now. And uh, hearing from you speak, you growing up in a church and performing some of your artistry in a church. Uh, just tell me how you, you, you correlate. Tell me how that's inspired you to be the person you are today. Well, let's be honest. It's, it's interesting. I, I love the way you put that question. It's interesting because Kanye, I've never been a Kanye follower. I know some avid Kanye followers, and I would not sit up here and act like I've been Kanye from day one. But 
what it is is that when I look at myself and I look at Kanye, I remind myself a lot of Kanye. And it's more genuine because, as I said, I've never been a big Kanye follower. I'm all the way hip to him, but I don't know his records off the back of my hand. But he reminds me a lot of myself. I remind myself a lot of him due to the fact that he's this guy that's very musical and very intelligent and very natural with the, the music that flows out of him. And he he had to deal with his dilemma of people didn't want to respect him as an artist, as a lyricist, as a rapper. All they want to say is, oh, he a dope producer, but he ain't really, he all right at rapping. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the journey I've gone through. I'm going down and I've got people right now they get known to my lyricism they like wait man this guy's actually ridiculously dope when it comes to this rap i just really want to respect him as a producer but i'm a mastermind i'm a mastermind i'm a little bit and wait kanye is far more experienced and richer than i ever have been but i'm a little more talented than him in a way he cannot play jazz piano the way i can like i'm i'm i'm, I'm known around the country as a jazz pianist like can sit down and play classical music at the piano like you wouldn't have an idea i rap and then i could turn around and rap and you wouldn't have an idea i play piano so but that part about kanye he's very inspiring to me now even as a person because Regardless if he seems crazy, man, I got some opinions on some of the things he's been through, but I also got a lot of love in, in my heart for things he's been through, as we talked about earlier. Like, the white man is at the front, the middle, and the, the back end of a lot of stuff we go through, man. A lot of our a lot of our uh, trauma, man. But uh, I respect the fact that regardless of how he seems, regardless of how people take him, he's going to deliver whatever he feel like he is. He really don't care what people think. That's me. People that know me be like, man, this dude will post some stuff on Facebook or you'd be like, I wouldn't post that if I had the balls to, man. But he'll post it, though. And be like, somehow, he feeds off the controversy. Because I know, I remember Obama, he made this statement about politics pretty marketable. He said that the one rule of politics, the only real rule of politics is that um, the only bad attention is no attention. Yeah, so, that, that that is that is true. Yeah, so, is. so Kanye influences me in the way of like, okay, just be yourself, man. Be yourself. One the, the number one rule of humanity is this to me. Do no harm to other people, man. Just don't do no harm to people. Just do, don't do no harm to people. Yeah, um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to place you could be yourself and you really shouldn't have to care what people think. Because you're too careful if you and you you gonna be too and you ain't gonna you gonna you ain't gonna deliver correctly man you know if i'm worried about like we were talking about earlier and if i'm worried about doing it right if i'm worried about what people gonna think i gotta be willing to be criticized i gotta be willing to be like ah oh, somebody don't like that guess what that's fine i'm you not doing I'm not doing this for people to like that is that is very interesting that you say um when me and d opened up the show we talked about um the the show we shot yesterday and um a lot of the feedback that i get and, and this isn't to turn the attention away from you to me no, but a okay. lot of the good, feedback that i receive uh from some of the, the the ladies on the show and even sometimes um you know uh the, the other co-hosts with dean calvin jordan sometimes is not what you say is how you say it and mm -hmm. my response to that was 
I don't think it's people's um it's not people's responsibility to tiptoe around your feelings, mm. around other people's feelings. And it's mm. critical that people can concisely and critically think about things before they just say, oh, I feel this way. I feel this way. And that didn't make me feel good and this, that, and the third. Because a lot of the time you need to come to a situation heal first from all kind of trauma and damage and baggage that you have to understand that, yo. Yes, sir. This is what I'm saying. And yes, it may offend you, but let's get down to why you were offended. Yes, sir. It's like that, that's exactly that. Let's get down to why exactly you are offended. And let me break this down to you as to as to why um you know you, you shouldn't be offended by this. Yeah, I I I like the way you said that, man. I mean, because most of the time truth offends people. That's a you try and you trying to be hurtful, but that that could be from someone just not sitting well with the truth and they become offended. You see what I'm saying? Like they just don't, it's something absolutely. that they're not looking to hear. Yeah, you you absolutely right. And um just to touch back on the what we were saying earlier, man, that versatility that you have is crazy. The fact that you can jump on um a jazz beat. <laughs> uh, play jazz uh, compositions and then jump back to um, rapping and being an artist and things like that. I think that is is extremely uh, powerful because most people never get out of their their box. What we were talking about earlier, most people get put mm-hmm. in a box and that's where they stay. I appreciate that. It's it's a natural ability of mine because I don't feel like that I'm better than anyone. I know I'm different than everyone, but it's. I've taken my life down those paths. So I acquired and I picked up a lot. I hung out in the jazz clubs, sitting around jazz pianists, learning, going under the school of hard knocks, wanting to learn a theory, learning a theory. Then I then I sit around hip hop artists. So I'm able to do, you able to do what you expose yourself to. That's just the key to life. You got to take the time out to do that. Yeah, that's true. Hey, so really interesting question. And I, I like this one a lot because it's, it's kind of, it's kind of insightful to see people's response. If you could work with any one artist, just one, dead or alive, who would you choose to work or collab? <laughs> I love that question. I ain't gonna lie, man. Right now, God, I got two people in mind, but there's one person that in this time frame that I want to work with. I gotta say two people, but you just take whichever one you want, man. I want I want to work with Future, but I also gotta work with Weezy. Like I want to work with Future, but I gotta work with Weezy. And so, so why would you choose those two? Is it because of popularity, notoriety? Why Why do you choose those two? Weezy just mean a lot to me, man. I, I love. His musicality, I love just like his delivery, man. I, 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 he Now, he's somebody who's inspired me beyond Kanye. He's inspired me because I've listened to that guy since he was with uh, uh, Cash Money, man. And he was, I mean, he was, uh, you know, back with, uh, what was they called? Uh, my favorite rap group. Uh, him, Juvenile, uh, BG, and Turk. Uh, Hot Boys. Hot Boys. Ever since he was with the Hot Boys, I've been listening to him. But 
I pick him because he's he's probably he's actually my number one inspiration. I pick Future because Future is the future. I'm not gonna lie, man. And if I was going if I want somebody on one of my beats, or if I want like if I want somebody that like it, it's gonna be Future. He just he just at this point in time he just could do whatever, man. He's timeless kind of right now. So them is my reasons why I would pick them too. Weezy is my inspiration. Future is timeless, man. Like, you know, he he can't do no harm on the beat that's in this era. Yeah. Hey, that's what's up, man. Man, man we have really enjoyed, man, the conversation, having a conversation with you, Cleveland, man. Um, great artist, man. Um, great person to talk to, man. Um, just tell the people where they can find you, man, and uh, how they can get your music and, you know, how they can support your nonprofit. I appreciate it, man. Uh, my nonprofit, I'm actually structuring now, so soon you'll be able to uh, support my nonprofit. But if you send it to me, you'll be able to do that very soon. My nonprofit, once again, is hashtag Cleveland Strong Diamond. My LLC is my record label, Music Maniac LLC, Music Maniac Records. So you can find me. I'm, I'm very personable. You can find my IG at Wine9TV. It's W-I-N-E 9 TV. You can find me on Facebook at Cleveland Diamond Dots. Um, you can find my music, as I said before, everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, Muse, YouTube. Uh, you can even download and upload stories with my music in it. Uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. My music is everywhere. I would love to just see people um, creating stories with my music, man, and just tag me in it sometime. But just stay connected because... This is not even the beginning of where I'm getting ready to embark on my journey. And I appreciate this opportunity with you all. This is the first time I'm doing an interview since I've been cancer-free. So it, this means a lot. This means so much. That's what's up, Clay. Hey, uh, we probably be doing a live show here in Cincinnati um, here soon. And we're welcoming you out, man. You know what I'm saying? Your story. Uh, your story is a great story to tell, man. And people in our culture need to hear it, man. Um, like I said, I want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to have you on our show, man. It was a blessing to have you on our show to talk to our, our listeners and um, give them your own feedback in life. Definitely, you, man. Definitely a pleasure speaking with you um, now as well as earlier. I definitely got a lot of insight about, you know, your artistry, your music, your versatility and everything in between. So I thank you for that. Oh man, it, the 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 appreciation, the gratitude is given back back to you guys times a hundred. I appreciate the opportunity. It's a blessing to be here today with you all. The connection, I believe, it's just the beginning of our connection, man. We we are gonna do some great things together and individually. That's what's up, man. Hey, Joe, you have anything else you wanna add? No, nah, that's all I have at the moment, man. Appreciate you, Cleve. Like I said, uh, we'll support and we'll definitely let our listeners know where to find you and um. That, that's about all I have. You know, D, man, it's been another episode of the D Stark Show. We out. We out. We out. All right, peace.